Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Bariatric Life Podcast with Amanda and Chris. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please follow your doctor's advice. We are expressing our own opinions. You can always reach us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast or on Amanda's Instagram at Amanda's VSG. Thanks for listening. Check out the show. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life Podcast. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today we are talking to Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Give us your Instagram handle. It's becoming Ashley, but Ashley is spelled A-S-H-L-E-A. Your mom tried to be difficult, huh? Oh yeah, she did with all me and my siblings. (laughs) (laughs) And what kind of surgery did you have or have you had surgery yet? Um, I had surgery October the 13th of 2020, and I had gastric bypass. And if you are comfortable sharing, what was your highest weight? The highest weight ever recorded was 348 pounds at 5 foot 2 inches tall. And what is your current weight? My current weight is 137 pounds. Woohoo! That's amazing. Yeah, so about- About 211 pounds lost, and I've kept it off since about seven months post-op. That's incredible. Yeah, I was pre-op for over a year and a half due to the whole COVID thing, and surgery kept getting pushed back. So in my pre-op process, I lost 108 pounds. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Well, there's the dog's cameo. (laughs) (laughs) We had to flap some ears. And why did you choose weight loss surgery? Well, I've been overweight pretty much my entire life. And I finally what just like hit the hammer on the head really was um, I was pregnant in 2018 with my daughter. And I had I was over 300 pounds at the time. I had to have a C-section. So recovery was terrible. But she ended up being preemie because I had preeclampsia. So after she was born in September of 2018, by January 2019, I said I finally had enough. And that's when I started the surgery process. And did you go through your insurance? Yes, I went through my insurance and they covered every bit of it, thankfully. I had to do a six-month medically supervised diet. But like I said, with COVID and everything that happened and then I had to push it back because my fiance had to have emergency knee surgery. So I had a lot of stumbling blocks. What kind of requirements did your insurance have? Um, I had to do the six-month medically supervised diet, which means my surgeon put me on a strict 12 to 1,600-calorie diet. I had to weigh in once a month. I had to speak with the therapist uh, once a week because I'm also diagnosed bipolar I have depression and anxiety. 
So when I first done my psych evaluation, they actually denied me for surgery, pending the requirements of me going to therapy every week and got the reports back from my therapist before they reevaluated um, my psyche valve to make the decision that it was okay to go ahead and proceed. And then I just had to have like the EGD. I had to get my pulmonary test done. I ha- they had all kinds of doctors visit. I had sleep apnea, so I had to wear a CPAP machine and I had to have all the results sent in to show that I was actually using the machine before they would let me have surgery. Wow, that's a lot of requirements. Yeah. I had state Medicaid, though, so they 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 put me through the ringer just to get me approved. Yeah, really. How'd you keep up with all that, all those appointments and yeah. this requirement, that requirement? Well, luckily, I had a really great patient advocate, so she would send out, um, every two or three weeks, she would send out... Um, like a checklist, like, okay, you got this done, this appointment's coming up. And then honestly, I just bought me a planner. I started writing everything down, had a calendar carried around in my backpack with me everywhere I went. That way, if I needed to do something, I'd have to check and see like, okay, I got this done. I got that done. This is coming up. And I honestly, going through the pre-op process, I think is the reason why I've been so successful with my weight loss, because it's really like conditioned me to be on top of things. Yeah, I I completely understand that. Um, I, I I would have had like a spreadsheet or something to keep all that stuff straight. You would have had two or three spreadsheets. <laughs> and it would have been tabulated and colored, and so you could keep track of. Okay, so green is this. And yeah, is that. that. But okay, that, yeah, I done that with my highlighters in my journal. That sounds. Oh, like- that's perfect. That's the same way I would have done it. And why did you choose that particular procedure? Um, before I had, surgery, I heard really bad. It was pushing on. Uh, well, they thought that I had a possibility of getting Barrett's esophagus. So I heard with the sleeve that the acid reflux got worse, and most people ended up having to have revision to gastric bypass, anyways. So I was trying to avoid another surgery. So I just went straight to the gastric bypass. That makes and luckily, sense. you know. It worked out because I haven't had any acid reflux since I had my surgery. I take, and because I had VSG, and I had, um, or I take an acid reducer twice a day, and I don't have any issues with GERD anymore, but I'm also terrified of going off of the medication. Like, I don't know if I actually still need it or not, but <laughs> but I'm not going <laughs> to stop taking it. Just I don't. Don't blame you at all for that. Since you did have the state insurance, did you have a choice of what surgeon you went to? Okay. Well, when I had my surgery, I lived in a tiny town in eastern Kentucky. So we had our local surgeon that went through the local hospital. Or I could drive over four hours away to the next nearest surgeon. So honestly, I didn't shop around. I didn't do any kind of like background check and research on surgeons. I just went to the one that was closest to home. Yeah, that makes sense. And what was your journey like after you had surgery? Oh man. Well, 
I lost weight really fast. When I first had surgery, it was hard for me to meet my protein goals because after surgery, I had an issue with whey protein isolate, which is what my surgeon required. So we had a big ordeal with that, trying to find the right protein. And then about six to seven months after surgery, I wasn't hitting my water goals the way I should. I had to go in for infusions to get um, just bags of fluid, really, just to hydrate my body like once a week. Uh I had had gallstones. I had all kinds of fun stuff. So 10 months after my gastric bypass, I ended up having to get my gallbladder taken out. And which was worse, the gallbladder surgery or the bypass surgery? For me personally, the gallbladder surgery was harder than the gastric bypass. As far as recovery from gastric bypass, I didn't have any problems. Uh, Just I was hitting my water goal right out of surgery, but not my protein goal. And then a few months later, it just got harder and harder to hit either one of them. And then that's when they realized that my gallbladder was starting to act up and they just kind of brushed it off and said that was the reason why. But after I had my gallbladder taken out, everything kind of evened out and I started working out again and got all my hitting my goals. It it was really for the better. Uh, having my gallbladder taken out was like the best thing I could have done at that point. I had mine taken out a couple of years prior to my surgery. And I feel like that surgery was way worse than the VSP. I, I, I agree. Even at, even with a C-section. I would still say my getting my gallbladder taken out was worse than that. And I know that sounds crazy, but it was the most painful recovery I ever went through. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty rough. So you'd mentioned sleep apnea. Has that improved since your surgery? Oh, yes, most definitely. I got off my CPAP machine probably about four months after I had surgery. I didn't have to worry. Yeah, it was. Now, I don't sleep that much because I have insomnia. <laughs> the quality of sleep that I get, what little I do get, is way, way better. <laughs> Plus, a three-year-old doesn't help either. Yeah. Um, well, see, and she was preemie, so now she still gets up during the night. She's she's like a newborn in a sense because this kid wakes up and wants a cup like every three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you- I'm thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other health conditions that have improved? Um, well, I had high blood pressure. That's under control now. I'm, honestly, my doctor was getting worried that my blood pressure was actually getting too low. My resting heart rate has dropped by like 30 points. Wow. Like used to, before I lost weight, my resting heart rate stayed like 98. And now it's like 67 when oh. I'm not doing it. So that's that's pretty good i was borderline diabetic i was on metformin for about two months before i had surgery and now my a1c is regular i don't have to take any medication for it um other than that and my sleep apnea i didn't really have any other health conditions well that sounds like a drastic improvement from what, what, what you did have I, I want to circle back to one thing because I, I had a question I just didn't want to interrupt. Your your issues with the with the protein was it a like an allergic reaction or an intolerance or it just wasn't wasn't I guess I guess enough? Uh, 
<laughs> well, I hate to, I hate to say this, but my surgeon is absolutely against Premier Protein. Um, they say that the in it is not easily absorbed by the body, but that's the only protein shake powder pre-made shake that I can tolerate to this day. Like Premier is what I drink. She did not like it one bit, but I switched to a different bariatric nutritionist dietitian. And she said that getting my protein in was the most important thing and that she didn't care how I got it. And she was completely on board with me using Premier. I just any weight isolate, anything that like the, I guess the protein that has different types, they have all kinds of fancy words that I don't know, but I do better with the protein that's not in isolate form. Um, When I drink whey isolate, it just makes my stomach gurgle. Like I just feel sick, like nauseous after I drink it. So I just avoid it in general. Okay. That's interesting. But which was funny is though i tried premier before i had surgery absolutely hated it and then i never believed them when they told me that your taste changes after surgery yeah because that's the only thing i drink now and see i was the opposite i loved premier and then since surgery i cannot i cannot drink it It's weird how things change like that. (laughs) It is. And like even certain flavors now, like I didn't really care for vanilla before, but now that's the protein drink I want is vanilla. Yeah. You were, you used to be very opposed to vanilla. It's just, it's bland. I don't like it. And now I think that's the only flavor shake we have. Wow. I've branched out to other flavors and I, and I wonder now that I'm six months post-op if I would be able to tolerate Premier now, but again, I'm scared to try. <laughs> what if they're disgusting again or still, what kind of support system did you have with your surgery? Um, well, honestly, when I first started my weight loss journey, I didn't really have a lot of support from my family in the beginning because they really just didn't think I was sick with it because from the time I was, let's see, I was probably like 21 when I first started considering surgery and I believe I was around 25, 26 when I actually had surgery and I started the surgery process like six different times and quit. So the last time I stuck. So they really just didn't see it happening. But the biggest system I had was creating my Instagram and finding my online bariatric family. Because without some of the people that I've met in this community through Instagram, I don't think I would have been as successful. Like there's people that I met just weeks after creating my Instagram that I still talk to almost on a daily basis. Yeah, I feel that way too. It has been a huge support system for me. Did you ever have buyer's remorse? In a sense, when I first got <laughs> when my gallbladder started acting up and I was getting sick all the time, I couldn't hold down no food no matter what I ate. It just yeah. made me sick. Then I was like, oh my God, what did I do? But once I had that removed, all the buyer's remorse kind of faded away because I was like, 
I've done all this work. I've lost all this weight. It was, it had a few setbacks, but it was totally worth the life that I'm living now. Yeah. And you're coming up on your two year pretty soon. Yep. Man, it's flew by. I can't believe it was almost two years ago. What was your, or what has been your favorite non-scale victory? Oh man. Favorite non-scale victory. I would say that, okay, it's probably a small one, but I just posted a video today of me at top jump, uh, jumping on the little trampolines and stuff. But they also had this area where you had to put on a harness and it had a weight limit and it had like the rock walls and stuff you can climb. Mm -hmm. Being able to fit in that harness and actually climb up that rock wall to the top and hit that buzzer and just that moment of gratification, like, I'm small enough to do this. Uh, I don't think that's a small victory at all. I think that's a major victory. Yeah. I would never and, would I be doing that at two, like 210 pounds heavier. And to be able to hit a buzzer, that sounds right. so fun. <laughs> It was great. And what's your favorite non-food reward? My favorite non-food reward? Well, let's just say I had a little bit of a transfer addiction. So, like, my favorite reward is just being able to go out and exercise. I've been really big into lifting weights and stuff and attempting to run. So, I'm planning on trying to do a 5K soon. So, I've been prepping for that. And that's my favorite, like, non-skip, like, the thing that I like the most about it. Uh-huh. And when you mentioned transfer addiction, was that toward exercise or something else? Exercise. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, you've you've kind of <laughs> had that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a streak of walking. I think today is day 70 that I've walked. <laughs> that is awesome. I've been kind of slacking off lately. But, like, uh, when I first started my journey, I had a Fitbit. So, I was always doing the challenges with people. But now I have an Apple Watch. So, like, I just focus on trying to close those rings every day. And yeah. then, like, I get into this, like, I've got to close them every day. I've got to do this. I've got to see the calendar with all the circles shaded in. But then I've been trying to tell myself, you need breaks. You don't have to do that every day because I bored, like I got obsessed with it and that was becoming like making my anxiety a little bad because mm. I beat myself up when I couldn't get those rings closed. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel that way right now with my walking streak. Like it, there's some days where I just really don't feel like doing it and then I'm like, but I don't know. It gives me anxiety thinking about not doing not it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then now I've got a goal to walk a hundred days, so I guess I've got thirty more to go. <laughs> now, how long do you walk, or are you just counting the number of steps that you do? It varies. Um, sometimes it's just as little as a fifteen-minute walk on the treadmill, and then other days it's thirty minutes. Sometimes I do two walks a day. It just—it really depends. Well, see, that's not too bad. I think you'd be able to do that 100 days in no time. <laughs> longer to go. What was the most physically or emotionally challenging part of all your journey? 
the biggest for me, because like I mentioned earlier, I'm diagnosed bipolar, um, have depression and anxiety. With the gastric bypass, you have malabsorption issues. Mm-hmm. So my biggest challenge was when my medicine stopped working as well. And I kind of went into like this deep spiral of mental health issues and just like didn't want to do anything, laid in bed all the time, wasn't taking care of myself until they upped the dosages to make sure that my body was absorbing enough of the medication for it to actually work. So it took a few months before they like found the right dosage that would work for me because I had the surgery. Right. So that's the biggest challenge that I faced after having my gastric bypass. That's a scary thing too. Yes, most definitely. And that's like one of the things that I wanted to talk about, like bring up. I want to let people know that they're not alone and it is possible to have this surgery and be successful even with mental health diagnoses. I think that's a good point to, to make and, and to stress. I wonder, I wonder how many people that has been a, a concern or a deterrent from having a procedure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but I know that I personally, as long as I've had my Instagram, I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about different diagnoses and how the surgeries affected it um, or how their medication was affected. So that was one thing I wanted to bring up because, I mean, someone could be at home just sitting on it, just, you know, thinking about it and or even dealing with it at this time and just think, oh, my God, I'm alone. But in reality, what? Well, and it's, I, I think it was really interesting how they manage your medication by increasing the dose because you're not able to absorb as, as much and good for them for, for catching that and being able to work with it. Exactly. Which I had to advocate a lot for myself too, though, because my, my, psychiatrist the one that prescribes my medicine she's not really that knowledgeable about the surgery so I had to get my surgeon to like write this letter to explain to her that malabsorption issues not only include like the vitamins protein you know it's medications as well so once she got that bit of information we just slowly started to bump it up little by little until we got to the right point where it was working effectively again Good for you. There's so many, so many times when we have to advocate for ourselves. And I know there's been times where I haven't advocated for myself and wish that I had. So good for you for, for getting all that going and taking care of your mental health. Thank you. What are you looking forward to most in the next year? Oh man, that's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) well within the next year i don't know if you all you you probably have been in the instagram community and bariatric surgery um the bariatric society where they're having the meetup in san antonio texas next year Uh that's something i'm looking forward to the most because it'll be my first bariatric meetup and i am going to go and meet all my friends meet new people listen to all the speakers like that's something i'm extremely excited about and also getting on an airplane after having surgery without that stupid seatbelt extender. <laughs> Can't I've wait. had 
I had some major FOMO with the whole Orlando retreat. It looked like so much fun. Right? Oh, my God. I remember when they done their first one in California, and I wanted to go so bad, but just financially, I wasn't able to. So I've been saving money since the Orlando one just so I can go next year to the San Antonio meetup. That's awesome. And that's it's such a fun thing to look forward to, too. I had kind of talked about going to that one and then, I don't know, other stuff started happening in our lives. So life got in the way. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to go to that one, too. That would be awesome. Well, if you end up going, we'll have to meet up and chat in person. Of course, of course. What tips would you give someone just starting out on their journey? Take it slow. Focus on one thing at a time, because when you try to fit all the puzzle pieces together in the beginning, it is going to be a mess and you're going to get very overwhelmed. So, like, I would focus on hitting your water goal first. Once you start getting that down, focus on upping your protein until you hit your goal. Like, start slow, because if you try to just race out the gate, it's, it's, you're just going to get overwhelmed. Like I said earlier, it's not going to be good. Talk to people, build your support system. If something's wrong, just open up to someone you can trust, whether it be family, therapist, someone you met through Instagram, Facebook support group, just find your person that you can trust and just let it all out. So you have someone to express your emotions to don't bottle things up. If something's wrong, contact your surgeon. Don't be going and asking all these questions to random strangers on the internet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a yeah. lot of that or Facebook support groups, and I'm like, oh, everybody's giving all kinds of different answers, and like you have no idea what their surgeon requires. Like it could be something completely different going on than what they're telling you. Yeah. Or the people that are like, when can I have coffee? Well, what did your surgeon say? Exactly. I, I know what mine <laughs> said, and I went against his rules. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley, we really enjoyed chatting with you this afternoon. Oh, I enjoyed for, chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Oh. Did you have any other parting? Did you have any other parting words or advice or anything? Just be positive. If you're pre-op, just stick to your uh, pre-op plan. Listen to your surgeon. Go to your appointments. Definitely, if you have a problem with uh, binge eating or like food addiction, seek out therapy before surgery. Start working on it now. That way, after surgery, it'll be easier to get a grip on the new way of eating. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. That's good advice. And I think I think that's like the biggest thing that I had to say. And it was a good thing to say. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go so you can enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And thank you for being on today. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.